0: Treasury documents about the cash ban. Let's have a look. Hello everyone, I'm Florian Heiser and welcome to another episode of Heiser Says. Now recently, there was a Treasury call for uh, submissions to the cash ban or the cash transaction restrictions here in Australia, essentially limiting us to $10,000 spending. Now, many people made submissions to this document to this legislation proposal, and they haven't been made public. Now, some information has come out from a Freedom of Information request that somebody made that is now available up on Treasury. And this is the documents that were sent for the cash payment limit to the Treasurer. And I thought it would be interesting just to go through this document and have a look to see what they redacted, and what information we can read. So we can get a bit of insight into just how these politicians think of us. So this is from the 16th of August, 2019. Okay, 16th of August. And the consultation period, the consultation period, if we have a look of oh, this, four days before this. So it's just four days after we, everyone made their submissions or the consultation period, this document was sent off. So let's have a look. So economy-wide cash payment limit, exposure, draft, legislation, consultation outcomes. And we've got a big bunch of information here we can't see because, you know, it's not for us to know. So consultation on draft legislation for the introduction of the CPL has concluded. The following key issues were raised in targeted stakeholder consultations and submissions. Refer to attachment A. Commencement date. So businesses are concerned a 1 January 2020 commencement date provides insufficient time to ensure processes, points of sale system, and staff training are in place and updated to be compliant with the CPL. Criminal offence. Stakeholders expressed concern about the inclusion of a strict liability offence and the criminalization of contraven- contra- contraventions of the CPL. Responsible gambling laws gambling entities are subject to state and territory responsible gambling laws that heavily restrict the use of electronic payments, making it difficult for these entities to comply with the CPL. Structuring of payments. Concerns were raised around the ability of individuals and businesses to structure transactions to circumvent the CPL, rendering it less effective than the current track rules. That's the thing, we already have so many rules and Things in place, yet they want more. So, addressing concerns. So, let's that, see the, the concerns. I mean, these are some of the concerns. <laughs> you know, I think these are the targeted stakeholders, not the plebs, the dirty plebeians, Or plebeians. Stakeholders are concerned. They're unable to meet the 1 January commencement date without an accompanying Government campaign to raise community awareness of the change. Businesses would also be required to educate their customers in respect to the new laws. And another portion of text that has been removed for us. I wonder why. And this is just the thing when you start getting these freedom of information requests and reading through it, it's interesting to see what they remove. You know, and this is civil servants who know better than the general public. So. Contravention of the CPL includes a strict liability offence, as well as a recklessness offence, and carries with it a criminal penalty. The strict liability offence is necessary to ensure that businesses take steps to make themselves compliant with the CPL. To reduce the regulatory burden, there will be no reporting regime accompanying the CPL, which removes any ability to impose an administrative or civil offence. The value of imposing a criminal sanction is largely in its deterrent value. So there you go. Prosecutions for breaching the CPL will likely only occur as part of a broader investigation. For example, where a person is prosecuted for tax fraud and investigations discover breaches of the CPL, a prosecution may arise. I don't think that makes it any better. Do you? Treasury recommends maintaining the strict liability offence it is the only means available to ensure the necessary behavioural and cultural change to give effect to the announced policy. Behavioural and cultural change is that what you want our government to be doing? Treasury will work with industry to develop appropriate guidance materials to assist businesses to be compliant with the CPL. Now we have additional sections, which aren't appropriate for us. And we don't even know who is writing this document. I'm sure we could find out. You think it should be publicly available, shouldn't it? Shouldn't the civil servants be held accountable for what they're saying? Subject to your approval, Treasury will amend the draft legislation and seek your final approval of the bill ahead of its introduction on the 19th of September 2019. Treasury has received over 3,500 submissions during the two-week public consultation. Over 3,400 of these submissions are part of a campaign by the Citizens Electoral Council. We are liais- liaising with you with your office on these submissions. So, okay. This is the thing. They've just dismissed or bulked all of these submissions from the CEC together as one. How do they know? My submission wasn't part of the CEC? Not at all. It was completely independent. There you go. But it's if people raised similar concerns to the CEC. And that just tells you what do they think about the CEC. Background. So, on the 28th of July, 2019, the government released exposure draft legislation consisting of the currency restrictions of the use of cash bill 2019, the currency restrictions of the use of cash, consequently... Consequential Amendments and Transaction Provisions Bill 2019 and the Currency Restrictions on the Use of Cash Accepted Transactions Instrument 2019 for Public Consultation. Another portion we're not allowed to know about. I wonder why. Treasury, together with a representative from DHA, conducted targeted stakeholder consultations in Canberra, Melbourne and Sydney where track reporting entities raised the majority of concerns, while other businesses indicated broad support. Broad support, but said the current commencement date of January 2020. 2020 is too ambitious. Here's one to ask, who are the businesses? This is what I'd like to know. What businesses are there? You know, Would you boycott a business that was supporting this type of legislation? Maybe I've been playing too much, um, too much, what is it? Outer worlds and too much corporate propaganda. So, Attachment A, summary of consultation. Treasury has received over 3,500 submissions during the two-week public consultation period on the exposure draft legislation for the cash payment limit. Treasury held roundtables with stakeholders in Canberra, Sydney, and Melbourne. Why not Brisbane? And conducted targeted confidential consultations with key stakeholders, including with the casinos. So, the casinos... The casinos where it's been in the media about all the corruption and just bags of money filtering through there but there you go so a breakdown of the submissions received 17 submissions from industry associations businesses advisory services and a charity High hey money transfer remittance provider Chartered Accountants Australia and New Zealand Australian Remittance and Currency Providers Association, Star Entertainment Group, Australian Dental Association, FinTech Australia, Actuary Data, The Trobe Law School, Uniting Church in Australia, another redacted one, CPA Australia, The Law Society of New South Wales, New South Wales Young Lawyers, The Australian Banking Association, KPMG, the HIA, and The Australian Bookmakers Association. Around 30 submissions from individuals, Okay. Around 3,500 campaign related submissions that disagree with the CPL. The general theme from the campaign is the CPL will restrict the storage and use of cash and reduce civic freedoms. Isn't that important? The table below summarizes key issues raised by submissions. So how would they have the right to restrict this information? Can someone explain to me how they can restrict public access to this? Here isn't the whole thing pointless? Is it national security? What is it? Key issues the commencement date so delay uh, the stakeholder views, delay the start date by at least 12 months. Time is necessary to educate the community that transactions with 10,000 or more in cash will become a criminal activity. They should be doing that before the bill goes into Parliament. And we saw how it went through the first house. I did a previous video on that. It was empty. Businesses need more time to make necessary IT system changes and train staff to implement the CPL, particularly in the absence of a government-funded information campaign. One business noted they would need to update processes and... That's all. Strict liability and criminal offences. Concerns that businesses and individuals could be charged with a criminal offense for an activity that is currently legitimate. Stakeholders consider that only cash being used for criminal purposes should be criminalized. Responsible gambling laws that restrict the use of electronic payments and access to cash. Exempt casinos and other gambling operators from the CPL. Instead, allow them to continue to report $10,000 or more cash transactions to AUSTRAC. Okay. Okay. So, if they do this, it's going to completely render the whole thing pointless, isn't it? Responsible gambling laws in states and territories restrict the use of electronic payment systems to purchase casino chips and gambling credits and to provide winnings. These laws also restrict cash out facilities in casinos. In New South Wales and Victoria, casinos, non-premium players can pay for chips either by electronic bank transfer to a player account or cash. It is not possible to pay for chips using FPOS or credit card facilities. Unlike cash, bank transfers are not always instantaneous and not can be directly deposited into a player's bank account. Structuring. Stakeholders are concerned that the cash payment limit will make it easier for individuals and businesses to structure payments when using the services of Austrac reporting entities. Customers who currently purchase goods with a total value of $10,000 or more would be captured by TTR reporting to Austrac. Under the draft bill, a customer could break up the transaction into single cash payments for each separate good. Consequently, the CPL would have not stopped a customer from paying cash for goods and AUSTRAC would not have received intelligence. Some AUSTRAC reporting entities have mechanisms in place to stop customers from structuring their transactions to avoid TTR reporting. 5. Applying the CPL on a finished final supply of goods and services businesses sought detailed guidance on what constitutes a supply of goods and services consistently raised by business law experts, advisory services, industry associations, and banks. Stakeholders would like industry specific guidance on what constitutes a supply of goods and services. For example, the housing industry association asked for guidance to clarify whether the CPL would apply to the total contract amount or apply separately on payments tied to delivery milestones outlined in a building contract. Casinos consider that uh, casino chips are vouchers rather than a good. On this basis, casinos suggest the CPL will not apply to the purchase of casino chips. So, one rule for us and one rule for them, eh? So, interactions between CPL and reporting to Ostrak. Banks are seeking guidance on whether they will need to lodge suspicious matter reports if they suspect a person is structuring payments to avoid the CPL. So, just think about that. Just think about that, guys. That they'll be monitoring your transactions and, uh, <laughs> yeah, trying to see if you're getting around the cash payment limit. track reporting entities are required to lodge SMRs if they suspect a person is breaking the law. So if they suspect you're breaking the law, wow. This it's just interesting insight into how much we're surveilled here in Australia. Isn't it? It really is. So clarify when the exemption for transactions where no alternative payment methods applied. Okay, disruption to FPOS, which has happened recently, banking services and Telstra network when, may not allow for other payment methods to be temporarily viable. Bookmakers in the casinos asked whether this exemption was relevant to them as responsible gambling laws restrict the use of electronic payment. So... Treasury Treasury will include additional examples where the exemption would apply in the explanatory memorandum. Treasury will clarify in the draft instrument that the exemptions will not apply in situations where entities are prevented from transacting with cash because of laws and regulations. For example, in casinos where cashless payments methods are restricted because of state and territory responsible gambling laws. Enforcement and how to report breaches of the CPL. There will be limited ability to enforce the CPL. The collection and provision of sufficient evidence may be difficult to allow the Commonwealth Department of Public Prosecutions to successfully prosecute parties who have breached the CPL. Okay. Wait, did I just remove something? Are you kidding? (laughs) Okay, well brilliant i guess it's not protected and it's sensitive to cabinet anymore because they've removed i mean this is a joke is that how they're they're redacting some of this information i mean come on guys seriously if if they're putting white boxes in a in adobe to hide sensitive information that you can just delete what confidence does it have in any of their other systems in the government Anyway, number nine, privacy. The government will increasingly monitor transactions that impede on individuals' right to privacy. Some submissions were received from individuals who submitted they should have a right to purchase a car in cash. No comment there. Transaction costs and access to electronic payment methods. Some individuals have advised they avoid electronic payments that attract a surcharge. Well, yes. Other concerns outside of the scope. Cashless society. Money management and financial financial literacy would be impacted by the reduction of transactions that are able to be made in cash. Further, the CPL will be lowered and high-value notes will be phased out, resulting in cash to society that is susceptible to hacking, downtime and other risks. Okay, they haven't responded to that. Uh, Lack of time for public consultation. The bill requires a referendum, postal plebiscite or more time for public consultation. Okay, negative interest rates and hoarding of cash. This is a preventative measure designed to restrict the hoarding and use of cash once the RBA implements a negative interest rate policy. And that is all that we have access to, guys. That is all we have access to in this document. So, is this gives us some insight into what is going or what went to our leaders who voted on this. And the chamber was empty. You know, there you go. There's the, there's their way of making a document not productive anymore. You know, I could probably even find out who did the property review history. Oh no, there we go. We don't have it. Oh, the author was H-Y-E and was changed on. No, it wasn't. That's me. <laughs> so guys, let me know what you think about all this. You know, it just shows you, well, it shows you treasury's, how it it was addressing the concerns from the CEC, how it bundled everything up together. Did any of it get to the politicians? I think, if anything, it means that we need to be more vigilant and more active in making submissions to the Senate. And we'll look at that in another video. So, guys, thanks for joining. Like, share, and subscribe. And thank you to who made the Freedom of Information request. I'm not sure who it was. I would be shocked if it wasn't. CEC, or one of those people. If you know who it is, you know, buy him a coffee for me. And take care, everyone. I'll talk to you later. Bye for now.